this week, three sides of the coin. This is a good looking episode this week. Really good looking episode. And it's not because of these three knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. Carrie Stevens never is. down and joins us this week. Talks all about Eric Carr. Yep. And coffee. This is Three Sides of the Coin. Talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. Um, we start with three. We go to two in the middle. We end with three. Like I said last week, I can't keep track of who's on this show anymore because people well, we just have to put walk in and walk end. out. Um, we do we have a with at the end. It's just yeah, I, I, I would actually encourage everybody when our guest is done, then you can leave. You don't need to stay to the end to see what Mark does. Oh no. Contraire mon frere. He's frozen. <laughs> but he's happy. He's happy. He makes happy. <laughs> God, we are so bad. <laughs> So, so we're just going to do nothing today other than to say our special guest is Carrie Stevens, who was dating Eric Carr for four years. They were in love. She has an amazing book that's out. She tells a fantastic story and gives us all kinds of great tidbits about Eric's life and things that I'm sure even as the hardcore fan of Eric Carr, well, you guys don't know. So it's worth a listen. And, and, and here's, here's, a, here's a homework question in advance of what she says, because you'll get it after you're here to talk about it. Does coffee work the same for you? <laughs> Just keep that in mind and answer that question at the end. Yeah. Okay. Let it roll. Carrie Stevens. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and Shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Everybody, Three Sides of the Coin world. Oh, I hate these virtual backgrounds. <laughs> that looks pretty cool. There, yeah. you know. Oh, how can I? There we go. There we go. There we go. Don't move, Mike. There we go. Unrated revelations of a rock and roll centerfold. Carrie Stevens. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so, for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, let's. We we never assume that our listeners know everything about Kiss. Because we have a lot of listeners who are young, who are kids, who first discovered KISS in 2000, and we've got people who discovered KISS in 1973. Um, your connection to KISS is what? I was Eric Carr's girlfriend, um, and I was with him during the last few years of his life. So, so I'm pretty well known um, for that, not that it's not something that um, I really chose to be well known for, but I think um, I'm probably as well known for that as anything else, but um, I'm also an actress. I was Miss June 1997 of Playboy Centerfold, and uh, people might know I was in the movie Rockstar, 
anyway, it all leads back to Kiss. It all, if <laughs> you read my book, it, it, it all, it, it, all is, roads lead back to Kiss. Isn't that funny how, especially when you've got some association with Kiss, everything is connected to Kiss. Everything, everybody, it's just like, oh, boom, boom, boom. And you, that guy knows Gene Simmons and that guy knows Paul Stanley. And it's funny. It really is. They, they, they are, are so big, are, aren't they? It blows my mind um, when I think about it. And uh, gosh, I, I mean, it was four short years that I was with Eric before he passed. And now it's been 29. And um, it, it's, it's, I think of it like, it was just such a small slice of time that I got with him. And now, like, yeah, it's who knew that it would turn into uh, this vast sea of, of connections that I know through KISS and I wasn't really joking all roads sort of lead back to KISS I had no idea in a million years I'd be here 29 years later uh speaking with you about Eric well, and you know it, it, it's, it's you're part of the KISS family you know whether yeah, you were there for it, one year or four years that, that's always felt so strange to me without having Eric here and it's a difficult uh, a very a, a complicated place to be um and uh as you know in my well, in my book i explore all the emotions behind it um exploring those emotions um didn't shut them off i still have them um i'm just more comfortable talking about them now well and and i think that speaks to who eric was as a person and i met eric a couple of times but it was couple of minutes hi how are you so i can't say for a moment that i know him but i do know other people that knew him fairly well and everyone has said how wonderful of a person he was and, and i know by the way he treats the fans or treated the fans that that's led to a lot of this because of who he was as a person yeah it's um and that gives me hope in humanity um because his legacy has stuck around because he was a good person. Like he, he, he had such a, a way about him uh, of making everybody feel special. He never treated people like they were beneath him. And he always had a joke and a smile. And uh, he, yeah, he, he was just very uh, humble and likable. And that's why people are still interested in him. If you watch I'm sure you've seen Tale of the Fox. Um, yes. I, I couldn't watch it for many, many years, even hear his voice. Uh, and then not too long ago, um, I wanted my son to see it, who's now 18. So he was worried about me too, being able to watch it. And I said, no, this is important. I want, I want you to see it. I want us to watch it together. And I was laughing. I was cracking up. I thought I'd cry. You know, I had a great time watching it with him because um, Eric's, he was funny and his energy was just magnetic and it made me feel like I was around him again. So I must have done some healing, I guess. Maybe I thought I didn't, but I did because I'm able to um, watch that and hear his voice now without losing it completely emotionally. No. So when, 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 when did you, when and how did you first meet Eric? Um, well, I met Eric um, in 1987. I believe it was November 15th, or is that the day of the show? Anyway, it's all in my book because I saved every concert stub. So that's how like I map my life. I just like look at the concert <laughs> stubs and I know that's when, yeah. So um, anyway, I went to 
um, the Kish, I was living in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, my friends and I went to Mississippi to see them. And then the night of the show, we were uh, at, met the Memphis show, we were at the Peabody, which is the hotel that they were staying at. And I was standing with several girls and my friend Kathy had met Eric before. He was rushing down the corridor to get to the venue and she walked up and interrupted him. Interrupted him. I saw her chatting with him for a few minutes and she walked away with backstage passes for all of us. So um, we didn't meet that night. Um, it was after that. Um, my friends and I went back to the Peabody to go see Ron Wood. He had an art exhibition there. And uh, my friend and I were sitting in the lobby bar and I saw the back of his head and I thought, that looks like the back of Paul Stanley's head. Like it looked like Paul Stanley. And there was two other guys. And, um, and then, he, you know, we, we'd gone to the concert, so we thought they left town and then they were supposed to leave town, but their next two shows had gotten canceled. Um, anyway, when Eric turned around and I overheard them talking to get, <laughs> when Eric turned around, I overheard them talking about getting a taxi to go to see the Willies, which was a local band at a place called the Midway Cafe. And I boldly just interrupted and I said, I have a car, I'll take you. I still can't believe I did that, but I did. And that's how we met. Yeah. yeah I'm like, I wish I had like those kind of uh, balls now. Like I can't imagine doing, being so, um, confident and outgoing um but i was i just chimed right in and they ba said ba okay, basically you were you were an uber back in 1987. <laughs> yeah. yeah so much. so were you a kiss fan then at the time when you met him or you were just going to the kiss show because your friends wanted to go i know the the, the listeners of the show will want to know like were oh, you no, a fan? I, I was a kiss fan i i the first i dressed up um when I was 10 years old, I dressed up as, um, well, my friends and I dressed up as Kiss with the tinfoil and everything. Um, so we didn't have proper costumes, like black bodysuits and tights with tinfoil wrapped around our boots and our arms. And um, ironically, I was Peter Chris. Um, Ace got grounded so that we were just the three Ace of us. Ace got grounded. So that's when it started probably like everybody else. I think it was 1979. And then um, it was when I was 16, the first time um, I saw them on Animalized Tour. And so I, I was a fan. I was mostly a Van Halen fan. Um, I had tons of David Lee Roth, Eddie Van Halen, like Van Halen just plastered all over my walls. And then, but I did have a couple of Kiss on the wall. And I remember always thinking Eric was the cutest one in the band. And um, yeah, well, like my life has been very strange. <laughs> very, I always like look back on my life and I'm like, God, you, you're so strange. I mean, like I have an 18 year old son now and um, yeah, he, 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 he asked, asked me last night, he said his girlfriend's parents invited us over. His girlfriend's parents invited us to have Thanksgiving dinner at their house. And I'm like, long pause, silence. And I said, that's weird. <laughs> and then I had to stop and go, wait a minute, what was I doing at his age? Oh, I ran off with Kiss. I was like sleeping with their 37 year a 37-year-old. Okay, I'm the weird one, not him. <laughs> so, 
you know, that's also too part of, of having the kids get older. It's like then all of a sudden all these things start to happen and you're like, you have to step back from it and go, well, wait a minute. That's actually really good. Like my kids are so much better than yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I shocked myself with my own thinking about that. That was, uh, but yeah, yeah. My Thankfully my son's nothing like I was at that age. So, so. did you, did you want to be, um, a model or an actress or or how did how did you go from where you grew up to getting into to playboy getting into movies and all of that how did that happen well that kind of took a, a life of its own but yes from the time i was very young i wanted to be uh, a model ever since i heard van halen's i'll wait basically because um i wanted to be that girl in the magazine that David Lee Roth was saying about, um, so, uh, you know, in my junior high school yearbook, I remember my prophecy was to replace Brooke Shields and Calvin Klein commercials. And, and then when I, when I was a teenager, one of my mother's friends, um, suggested that I get into modeling. So they sent me to John Robert Power, John Robert Powers modeling school. And, um, I don't know, I, I, I I don't think that really got me like anywhere, but um, I liked doing it. And and then when I eventually moved to LA, um, I did some product print. You know, I'm only five five, so I wasn't going to be any high fashion model. Um, and then I kind of got I don't want to really say discovered because it's not like I'm Lana Turner on a soda fountain or anything. But I was at the dentist office, and um, someone came up to me and said, "Are you union or non-union?" and I was just thinking like coal miners union or like, you know, I, <laughs> I didn't know what she was talking about, but I knew that I wasn't in one. So I said, none. And then uh, she said, would I like to go on a cruise for a week? And I said, yeah. So um, all I had to do was audition for the producers. And basically it was a, a glorified extra thing. I just had to look good in a bikini and they hired like me and a bunch of playmates. And, and back then I was like, not sure what to think about playmates because <laughs> I grew up in this small town where you don't do things like that, like posing nude. And uh, so I had all kinds of questions for them about it. And I don't think they liked me very much because, you know, I wasn't worldly like them. I was still like kind of, I mean, I'd never even been on the set, but the great thing is that I got to be on that set for a week and I got to see what actors do. And I, that was my, I got a, that's when I got a bug for it. And I realized that that is a real career. Um, one that they didn't tell me about, you know, in high school when we did our career counseling, like they try to convince you to be a teacher or a lawyer or something sensible. They don't tell you about acting, not where I grew up. Um, so that's basically how I ended up uh, an actress and um, Playboy. That was, gosh, I was, I think, 19 when that happened. And I didn't do, I posed for Playboy when I was 27. And it came out on my 28th birthday. And Eric died when I was 22. So this gives you a span that there was many, this was many years in development. It's not like I just, you know, fell off a turnip truck and ended up on TV and in movies and nude in a magazine. It didn't happen that way. It was a series of events. And rock and roll did have a lot to do with it. I mean, first of all, Eric had a lot to do with it because he told me long before I was ready to hear it, you know, he said, you know, you've, you've got one of those bodies. I'm like, what bodies? He said, like the girls in the magazines. And I said, what magazine? And he said, you know, Playboy. So again, I think I was, I was 19. I was like 
and insecure. Like, so I wasn't ready to think of myself that way. And, uh, but the thought stayed with me. Um, I was thought about it. And then many, many years later, when I had the confidence uh, to do it um, and got past my own uh, sort of judgments, by then I'd been in LA, I don't know, um, seven years or something. Um, so I was quite a different person than in the beginning when I was innocent, when I was an innocent little flower. <laughs> changes, LA changes you, I suppose. Yes, I talk about that in my book. Um, I always give the whole book away, like in every interview I do, but whatever. It's 340 pages. I can't give the whole thing away. Um, we don't want you to. We want people to support you and buy your book. So you can speak in somewhat generalities. I'm just trying to put a timeline out for people so they kind of know when that part of your life took place versus when you were with Eric. Uh, so, I'm yeah, I'm totally confusing everybody, I'm sure then. but No, um, no, no. You're doing, you're doing great. So share with us some things about Eric that people might not know. Like you know. people as in uh, as a fan. Uh, okay, so a, I'm a Kiss fan. I remember going to the Animalized concert, but I was out there just, oh my God, this is great. It's Kiss on stage, and I'm rocking out. I'm seeing it from a different way than when you saw Eric and Kiss, especially when you first met him. So tell us, can you share some of the feelings? Something how that how that how did that make you feel? Was it as exciting for you as it would have been for a geeky Kiss fan to go, oh, my God, it's Eric Carr? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, that that feeling lasted uh, more than a couple dates. I, I think I, I felt that about him, but maybe for a year of dating, um, you know, and until I got him to commit to me, <laughs> him mine. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, but it was always like this cross between, wow, I'm with this larger than life rock star. And then when he'd look in my eyes and with his soft voice, like it was like, as if I'd known him my whole life. Uh, so it, it, it was, yeah, it, it, but he seemed so unattainable. You know, that's why I say it was like, even though I'd been dating him for a long time, um, until he finally like committed to me, uh, that, you know, yeah, it was, he was intimidating, but you have to also consider the age difference. I was 19, yeah. he was 37. Now, I mean, I was 18 when I met him, but you know, that very, there was a huge age difference there. And so I, I looked up to him, not just because he was a rock star, but I uh, wanted to like learn from him. Like he was like fascinating, you know, like his world, it was so different than, than mine. Um, and it, everything about it was amazing. Like going to, in the recording studio and on the tour bus and, you know, all the, these things that, like now I'm very worldly, but at the time, like I'd never done anything like that. You know, I hadn't been on a tour bus. I hadn't been um, even in a fancy hotel, you know, this was all very new to me. And, and why, why Eric liked me? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I try my best to explain in the book how um, a girl who was, 18 
and had a one night stand with him turns into a four year relationship. And then now 29 years later, here I am his spokesperson basically. Um, And yeah, if you had told me back then that this was going to happen, I'd probably have jumped off a bridge. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I don't think I'm kidding. Um, because it's not been easy. It's really not been easy to live life without him. I still love him. And I've had to, obviously, yeah, I've had, I've, I've had to deal with a very complicated uh, situation and a complicated set of emotion, emotions uh, that go with, uh, with that position. And I've wrestled with it many times, as you probably uh, know from my book. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, I embrace it now. I learned a lot from write, writing my book. I, lo- I learned a lot about grief and um, the lesson I learned from my journey writing is that grief is a part of you like once you experience it you it's it's just part of you so you don't try to heal from it you don't push it away you know you embrace it and and uh, that's my little two cents if, if anyone can relate yeah well can you can you share then just like what I'm after from you is can you share a few things that fans wouldn't know about him oh Mark's here Hey, Mark. welcome. Can you hear? Okay. Um, can you tell us some things that we as fans would know? Like, did you guys, did he have a favorite movie? Did you guys like to make a certain kind of dinner? Or is there places that you guys would go? Tell us some things like um, that. Yeah, we had uh, so many things. Um, like, there was a restaurant called America, a fancy restaurant called America in New York that we'd love to go to. Um, none of these places are around anymore, but old yeah. world and across from the old tower records, it's not there anymore. And the old spa go we used to go to, that's not there anymore. Um, uh, you know, TGI Fridays in New York, you know, like we, we, when we were at his apartment in Manhattan, um, there was a store like a deli in the, in the ground floor and which was very convenient and uh he was on the 36th floor um he'd bring me coffee in bed every morning coffee made me horny for some reason so there there would then there oh, would you guys be never ran out of coffee <laughs> yeah he always had coffee for you then. Yeah, he always had coffee <laughs> suddenly i'm gonna be getting a lot of guys asking me out for coffee huh exactly is, is, hey izzy izzy, izzy. <laughs> buy her some coffee Buy some Folgers stuff. Yeah, who knew it was that easy, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so then did, we're like, did fans figure out where he lived and you'd like, and they would be waiting outside for him, or was he able to oh, live with the one? There were kids that lived on, uh, lived in the building that would run up and down the hallway and like ring his doorbell and like bang on the door because the drummer for Kiss was in there and it would drive him nuts. Um, we'd answer the door to like bust him and they'd be running down the hallway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's what I remember about that place, and it had windows like all around. You know, just the most amazing view. You could see the river. You could see uh, Empire State Building, and yeah, we used to walk down to the water. There was a restaurant on the water. We had a great time. I really miss him. I mean, uh, we we he got frustrated, and I did not understand this. Um, I just did a podcast, and they referred to. Uh, 
our tumultuous relationship and all. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not, it wasn't, I hope I didn't make it sound like it was that bad. So it, was, it wasn't, it was just that particular time. Like most of the time we just had fun. And, and then he would get upset because he wasn't getting anything done. And then he'd want me to leave and like go back to LA and I, my feelings would get like all hurt. But now that I'm an adult, <laughs> I understand it because he had work to do. And uh, when we were together, you know, I was, you know, let's go have fun. You know, we were having sex all day and going to restaurants and drinking and, you know, like he was getting nothing done, but having fun with me. Um, no regrets, you know, there. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he was working on his rock heads and that meant a lot to him. That was the cartoon that he was yep. developing mm -hmm. and that meant a great deal to him. Um, and that, and then, you know, he had his music, he did music for that. He was writing songs with other people and, you know, he, he had to get where now that I'm an adult and I have, you know, I've got bills to pay and I'm kid to kid to raise, like, well, just raised an 18 year old. Like now I, I completely relate, like you have to get things done and get, you have to work sometimes, um, you know, but so I was a distraction uh, to him getting work done. Um, and I was immature and, you know, got upset over silly things cause I was so young, but, mm -hmm. uh, in general, you know what, he was just, uh, I don't know uh, what else do I know that people tell me things about him these days that I don't remember. And then I'll remember strange things like at, I'll be talking to his sister who I'm still very close to and something comes up about him that, you know, I totally forgot. But, oh yeah. Oh God, this is not a good thing. I, I don't even know if I should tell you this. He used to call me flabby, but sexy. Now I have never, <laughs> I have never told anyone this before. That's classified information that I just blurted out. No um, one's going to hear. No, exactly <laughs> flattering. For some reason I did not take it as an insult. I mean, I knew he was very attracted to me, but apparently, hey, you know what? I don't, I'm not a naturally muscular girl, I guess. You know, I never have been. I'm not one of those people that works out and gains muscle. That's all he meant, I suppose. And then he brought me more coffee. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you both forgot all about it, right? Yeah, then it didn't matter. <laughs> so, um, what... How how were the the other guys in Kiss the and and management was everybody warm and welcoming to you because obviously you were now coming into that inner circle that inner family of the Kiss world. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, I, I don't know I don't know if I I was so intimidated by them because I was so young um, I was so shy. I think, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, the first time I met Gene and he just looked at Eric and he said, you should marry her. And he eyeballed me up and down and it was like, really marry her. So, uh, yeah, that was, so, you know, it's flattering. Um, uh, they, everybody treated me nicely. Like they weren't like, Oh, welcome to the family. I think, I think they just thought it was weird because Eric was dating someone so much younger and I'd overhear the band, I'd be on the bus or something, like sitting in the back and they didn't know I was there. I'd overhear them joking about my age, um, basically Eric robbing the cradle. So uh, I was so insecure and sensitive about my age. So I was busy thinking like they just thought I was like some stupid young girl. They probably did. Um, <laughs> Jean gave me tests sometimes. 
like I was a journalism major. So I remember one day backstage, he's like, do you know what yellow journalism is? And I'm like, well, it's the tabloids. Good. You know, like he, he test me. Um, and I passed, I would pass the tests. Um, yeah, Paul is mostly that uh, standoffish, like, you know, polite standoffish. Uh, Bruce and I became great friends. I'm still, you know, very close to Bruce and his ex-wife, Christina, and his new wife, Lisa, <laughs> uh, Gary and Lenora Corbett. You know, I'm still very close. Um, you know, we're a tight-knit group. Eric's uh, people that were closest to him, we remain close. That's great. And I just want to point something out. This has nothing to do with Carrie per se. But have you ever noticed when we have guests on, whenever they talk about Paul or Eric or anybody, they just say, okay, they, they felt this way or said that. But whenever you say what Gene said to you, everybody does the Gene Simmons voice. You know, everyone's like, and he said this way. It's like, I just think that's so funny. <laughs> he's so, he's so like, factual or i don't know what it is i just get a kick out of it he's, I, so, me I he's so memorable i mean there, yes, there, I, there, I, there, I, there's a reason why everybody who's been around him refers to him as uncle gene I well mean, we all do it i didn't know gene was referred to as uncle gene oh actually. yeah uncle gene oh, yeah. and we all do it don't get me wrong it's just it's so funny because i just have to chuckle when carrie was doing it because it sounds like him and i'm like yeah because that's what you think of it's like i, when you want to I didn't even do mean to do that actually did i do that yeah, but that's the I point. Didn't, I, didn't, does. I, must have, I didn't even hear myself do it. It must have just. Yeah. <laughs> Sub no, it was perfect. Sub subconsciously, we all talk like Gene. Yes, it's funny. <laughs> I get a kick out of it. So anyways, I digress. Um, Carrie, you know, when you were with Eric, what did he love the most? Did he love being on the road? Did he love in the recording studio? Did he love hanging out and meeting the fans? Or did he love all of it? Uh, what did he look forward to and what was he most excited about? Coffee time. I was going to say coffee time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, so we were in a recording studio. We were always fucking in the bathroom. Uh, so you must have liked the recording studio, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I'm kind of half kidding. We did fuck in the bathroom recording studio. But, um, you know, I, I think everything. I think I think he had a great attitude most of the time um, until the end. Uh, I, I think he really just enjoyed being on stage. He enjoyed playing. He took great pride in uh, his work, and he loved being the drummer for Kiss. He loved his fans. Like I still remember it. Like yesterday, he had. Of course, we had no email back then, no social media. But he had boxes, cardboard boxes filled with fan mail and he was always writing back to all the fans. And I can't tell you how many fans I've met that tell me to this day, or they, they message me and they send me copies of letters he wrote back to them all these years later. I mean, he was, he, he lived for the fans really. I think, I think if I had to choose one of those things, realistically, I think, um, I think he was a people person and I think he enjoyed uh, the fans. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it would be, a, a, I mean, I, I can't exactly speak for him. I'm just thinking of sure. when I saw him at his happiest oh, yeah. um, would be when he was um, at his happiness is when, is when he was um, uh, mingling with fans and, and talking to people. Yeah. Well, and he seemed like he loved the fans. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about this band is, is that they all 
really seem to be interested and care about the fans, you know, and spending time talking with people. And, and I don't know, I, I just, I've heard stories from other, about other artists sometimes that don't seem to have time for the people that are supporting them. And I've never felt that way. And I just always thought that Eric went out of his way from what I could see to, to spend time talking to people. He really did. He really did. Um, and the greatest compliment that I've received is when I did the Kiss Expo and a lot of the fans who had met Eric told me after they met me, they said, you're exactly like him. Now we understand what he saw in you because you're just as sweet and personable as he was. And, and that meant a lot to me. That's I remember, really Carrie, I remember at one of the KISS Expos you went to, one of the recent ones. Uh, I was only at one, so. Okay, all right, so, so you, yeah. yeah. You, you took a photo with a fan dressed up as Eric in makeup. And, uh -huh. and I, you know, it was an amazing photo, but it had me looking at that thinking, how is she feeling standing next to somebody who's completely made up in costume like Eric, was that a mind I, have a, uh, I go into great lengths explaining that in uh, chapter 11, Don't Believe in Fairy Tales of my book. Um, every chapter is called Don't, but they're all tongue in cheek because um, I did out all of them. Um, well, okay, I'm off the subject. Yes, it was, I go to lengths in the book to explain this very odd existence that I have. And that was probably the pinnacle of it right there, being photographed with, and Eric Carr impersonator, and he wanted a kiss, and I leaned in for a kiss on the cheek, and all everyone was like, "Ooh, oh, like, look, an estranged couple back together." And it, like in that moment, I was like, "Is this my reality?" Because it, it's feel it's like a parody, but it's my reality, and it was a trippy, trippy feeling. Um, I had a very a hard time after the second night of the Kiss Expo. It's things like that that you don't quite expect and you can't, you have to like process. There's just a lot to process, um, yeah. layers and layers. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's, um, it, it's an odd feeling. It's a very odd feeling. Yeah, it's, I, there was a lot of, um, I mean, uh, mixed feelings. I mean, of course I'm, glad people are keeping his memory alive and and celebrating him i mean that's all i've wanted since since he died i just swore that i would keep his memory alive so i'm grateful that people are doing that couldn't be happier to see people doing that you know but when people and that guy by the way i know who he is he's totally cool his name's todd phillips but um you know they're the one that is in that photo uh but you know, there's a, there's a lot of other ones who like to contact me um, as if they are Eric. Um, and people like to message me telling me I'm, I'm a liar, that he's not dead, that, you know, it's like a conspiracy theory. We're <laughs> hiding wow. him somehow. Believe me, I've experienced every weird scenario you can imagine. People okay, think so reincarnated, they're him, and they're contacting me, telling me why all, all the reasons they think that they're him like teenagers like I, you know and i probably shouldn't even respond but i politely responded to that person because he was like my son's age and i felt like mothering him telling him look it is not appropriate to be messaging me 
um, telling me these things, you have to think about how the person that's receiving the message might feel when they get it. Um, and that yeah. disturbed me and ruined my day, obviously. You know, disturbing. Well, and I guess I never even thought about that part of it, but why would why would anyone, not that you're going to be able to answer this, but to open it up for a discussion here, why would anybody message you and say something like, you're a liar and that he's not dead. I mean, people are, are people crazy. I had to turn off my, uh, I turned off my mess, my comments on YouTube because it's, uh, I don't even look at comments on podcasts. I do because it's, it's, there's just so many crazies in the world. Obviously, you know, everybody tried to say Elvis wasn't dead either. Um, you know what? I wish, I wish whoever said that is right. I wish we were keeping it a big secret and he's, he's in the back bedroom, <laughs> but he's not, you know? So yeah, I don't know what, yeah, why. And I, I don't know. I can't explain crazy is it because I'm not one. So that's, right. a, I can't try to get inside their mind. That, that, that's, that's the, the good and the bad of the kiss army. There's overwhelming yes. good that they've made you part of their family. They love you. They support you. But then there's that small contingent of those crazies in the army who well, you know, can't even. It, you can't, it goes with it. Whenever there's numbers, the odds are there's going to be some crazies. So when you think of the massive amount of Kiss fans out there, I mean, of course, there's going to be some crazies. It's like there's always what is the saying? There's always a, a few bad seeds in the bunch. Whatever. The, sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, did Eric, you know, because obviously during the 80s, we all know Kiss was out of makeup and costumes. When you were with him, did he ever talk about wanting to put the makeup back on? No, costume? no, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people think I'm the authority on everything Eric, and they come to me asking me, you know, things about his drum kit and things about yeah, like an era of Kiss that I was not around during. Um, uh, I, I, do you know I never had one conversation with Eric about his uh, costume? We never, I, I guess because it was so many years afterwards, mm -hmm. and it just didn't come up. Like, we, we never talked about his costume. And, and, and I guess that would mean he didn't live in the past. He didn't sit there going, oh, I wish I could put my costume back on. Oh, I miss no, my costume. Well, I, I wouldn't want to put that costume on every night. You, like, I, I don't know how Kiss does it. Like, that is a lot of work, putting all yeah. that. Yeah, when I was with him, they were, you know, they had their dressing, their rolling dressing tables, and they had, you know, their spandex and leather and, uh, Eric mostly wore spandex cat suits. It was the eighties. I'm sure that was much more comfortable for him than, uh, you know, all that heavy fur it must've been really hot on stage. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, it's odd. We never had a conversation about it, but we just didn't. And, you know, I know people are fascinated with kiss, but Eric was also a very real guy. And in my book, I, was torn about, there's some letters that I pub published in the book that I wrote to him while he was in a coma. And I was very torn about publishing them because they're so personal. But then I decided to publish them because I wanted everybody to understand that we were a real life couple like everyone else. It wasn't um, like we were different. Um, you know, like if 
you read those letters, it's, there's one that I, I'm saying your, your, your um, Caesar salad is still in the fridge. It's looking pretty nasty now. I'm going to go do some laundry now. Last time you did it. Thank you for that. I mean, we were a normal couple who did, did laundry for each other. And, you know, just, you know, we, he was a, a real guy. I mean, he wasn't Mr. Rockstar. I mean, in mo most of our relationship, I mean, when I fell in love with him, part of it was because he was a rock star. But then when we were really together as a couple, that's the thing that came between us. I wish that, I almost wished he wasn't because it made, uh, it makes a regular relationship a lot more complicated. Um, you know, and you have to say goodbye and someone's always on the road and, you know, like, you know, like I, Missed him. I still miss him, but you know, I wanted to be with him all the time, and you know, so it's glamorous, but you know, it's not, um, it's not easy. You know, having it's it's one of those things where you have to be careful what you wish for because it you're it's not all of what you want. There's a lot more that goes along with it. Exactly. Exactly. And I got way more <laughs> than I expected. Um, yeah. So, um, but I, you know, it's a mix of feelings, but I'm, I'm actually extremely proud um, of my book because I didn't set out to write uh, a book about Eric. I didn't set out to write a tribute to Eric. My book reads like a tribute to Eric. And what I learned from writing it, because I wrote it in chronological order, even though it's advised not to write a book in chronological order, I did, because I had to go as I remembered things. Um, but uh, he, um, he, he comes back, like you, originally he was one chapter, then it was too long, so he got two chapters about him. And then as I kept writing, he's in every chapter except one. There's only one chapter he's not mentioned in. And that's because I've never let him go. It's because he's, uh, he's, uh, been, he's, he's a very heart. important part of your life. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's my soulmate. I mean, I'm not saying you can't have more than one soulmate. I mean, I, I've fallen in love again. You know, I've had my heart broken again in different ways. Love is never the same. Each relationship I've had has been completely uh, different. Um, and the one I had with Eric, you know, yeah, definitely. It's probably, you know, the deepest connection I've ever had and will never have anything comparable. Um, it's almost like I've been with him, not, no, it's like uh, 33 years now. Because <laughs> yeah. it's been 29 years since he's been gone this November 24th. But, um, but yeah, it's like I've almost been in a, in a relationship with him, but only he's not here. So, it's been a, a strange, uh, a, a strange place to exist that not too many people can relate to. And when I was quite silent about for a long time, I'd have a lot of people just randomly say to me, you know, there's a sadness about you. And they didn't know my past or anything. Um, but that's what it was. I mean, it's been uh, ha haunting me basically, you know, all these years. And how can I not be sad? about it it's sad it's sad what happened um right. but you know i've also had a lot of great things happen in my life too and life is a balance life is 
about learning. Life is about growing. And as long as you're alive, it's my opinion that's all we're really meant to do is to love and to learn. And that's what I've done for sure, whether I do it, you know, alone or share it with his fans, you know, there's like, he left me with a lot of love in my heart. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate it. I, I know I'm sorry. I, I apologize for coming in late, Carrie. I, I want to tell you that as, as these two will tell you, I was blown away by your book. I, I thought oh, thank you. We, we do a lot of these things where we have to read the book. Some of them we like, some we just kind of like, I, I got to admit, I went and going, okay, you know, obviously having this sort of stuff and, you know, just being a through this oh my god what a life um blown away by your story um just the peaks and the valleys and uh and and i love the fact of i believe her name was mrs marshall yeah mrs marshall boy, boy, did she, i heard she retired because i think everybody has somebody like that in their life who just got it so wrong and you and you and you fight so hard to prove them wrong. And I absolutely love that about your story. You kept coming back to that. And I thought that was wonderful. And I just want to say just how much I enjoyed you. I thought I was going to read your book for one reason. And, I, you know, I thought it was going to be cool because, you know, you know, being a big Kiss fan. But you blew me away with the stories. And it was funny because Tommy and I were in Florida when I finished reading your book. And before we went out one night, I'm like, well, I'm going to run down cafeteria just finished your book, just put it down. I run downstairs and keep in mind, we're in Florida. I run in, I get a, I get a Coke and there's a, there's a guy wearing an Elway jersey in Florida. And I'm like, oh my, I mean, I would never in a million years. And then, and I'm like, I saw that. And the first thing I thought of was you. I'm like, you know, the story in there, it was just blew me away. Yeah, you know, I'm I've, just like, never, I've never uh, heard of him as you know, before I um, met him. And then after that, it seems like Elway shirts are everywhere. Like I would see them, <laughs> well, not anymore, but um, maybe a license plate once in a while from a car dealership. But yeah, I mean, I toned that down a lot, believe it or not, uh, the, that stuff. Well, I tell you, the seven locks on the fucking bathroom blew me away. I mean, that, holy shit. I'll tell you, just, just yeah. the sport. Just as a sports fan, I'd read, and, and I'm not going to hear to run the guy down, but I've read, you know, and then reading in your book, it, it just connected all the the, the pieces of you what I've read about. You than I do, for sure. <laughs> I don't keep up with uh, his life, but um, uh, yeah, I had to, it, it was way worse than what I wrote. I'll just tell you that much. I, I toned it way down because I didn't write it to I didn't write the book to try to destroy anybody I was just wanting to tell my um tell what tell my life story that's that's it but um yeah it's not an easy relationship at all. um yeah. no I, I I just wanted to say how fascinating it was and and uh you know everything you'd been through and the fact you came back came out a survivor and again just I, I love how you kept coming back to that Mrs. Marshall story, and, and I, that's just fucking awesome. And and I doubt if, you, matter of fact, my wife and I we we met you when when you were in Indy, and you were very it's gracious. I thought you looked familiar because I'm like I don't know if I knew you from looking at the podcast or that I met you, but I was like I know him. Or, or, or you were at Eric's party. You were at Eric's party afterward, correct? Correct. 
What? You were Eric's 60th party afterwards, yes. weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I remember talking to you in there. Are Are so. you sure you rem you don't remember Mark because his photos on the wall saying avoid this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Most wanted list. <laughs> um, I was on my newsletter. No, but, but but a lot of times whenever we have authors on and stuff, we'll we'll text one another like, hey, how far are you in the book? And and as soon as I got through, I'm like, guys, this book's dynamite. I can't wait to have her on. And then when everything happened today, you know, it was election day and I took my daughter to vote for the first time. I was like, oh, I wanted to be here for the whole thing. But I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed your story. So. What state are you in? Mark's, oh, Mark's Thank in you for Michigan. coming on. Mark's in Michigan. I'm frozen. Michigan. So uh, did you vote? You can only vote today in Michigan, or, or I know all these states have different rules, but we have like all kinds of ballot boxes everywhere, and you can mail it. And you know, there was no, there's. I'm glad you guys are distracting me for, from uh, this election. Uh, thank you for having me, so I don't have to be watching TV right now. I don't want to. I don't even want to know what's going on. Um, they have. They have. I'm in Los Angeles and they have all of Beverly Hills uh, boarded up by friends that work in stores there. And they have the next three days off, everything's boarded up. They're expecting riots. So I hope, I hope, it seems like when they expect them, they don't happen. So hopefully they won't. But, Let's cross our fingers. Yeah, maybe the preparation yeah. will keep it from happening. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Well, um, and I, hmm? I was just gonna say, Carrie, where can people get your book? Is it available uh, everywhere? Um, well, it depends which website is working at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. Um, but Amazon is now reliable. Uh, they have the hardcover and the paperback. Um, I don't know what's going on with Barnes and Noble. They had it. Now it says temporarily out of stock. I don't know why that might change, but it doesn't matter. You can go to Amazon or my, uh, website if you want the vip treatment um i sell copies on the website that are signed and i give um a trading card that actually eric Carr's sister made for me for the book and also um i send i email you a few pictures of me signing the card and the book and then there's an option to get a video you know i'm learning from uh gene and paul i was <laughs> gonna say good for business one you know, i'll be like uh, mass marketing you know my bra that I had on in my centerfold. Just kidding, I didn't have a bra on. And so if anybody tries to buy one on eBay, it's fake. <laughs> hey, so really we'll buy that. Before you go, being, I, I loved the Daily Roth stories going, weaving in and out of the book as well. Uh, have you heard his new song and his little tribute? Yeah, because I really like actually it. I, I laughed my ass off when I heard the song because like in the first few lyrics, it's, uh, waking up on the floor uh so and i was like the floor because i woke up on his living room floor so i'm like maybe that's about me <laughs> <laughs> maybe i did have an influence on him after all huh. i don't know i turn into like this giddy teenager when uh, like it doesn't matter how old is he now like 60s he's 14 years old um he must be what 66 you know what about yeah that's about right probably about, about i think he's about yeah. yeah he just had a birthday uh october 10th i think um 
But I'm not obsessed or anything. I just know his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> There's Did no judgment wait, here. Wait. You're on a KISS podcast. Carrie, did David Lee Roth ever bring you coffee? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's why it didn't work out, because he bought me juice. Oh. Yeah, he got me coffee. <laughs> Maybe we'd be married right now, you know? There you go. There you go. Dave, Dave, Dave. Uh, you know, yes, everybody's got to go. Here we go again. Let me figure out how to. Yeah, just step back. Just yeah. go farther back, Michael. There you go. There, uh, almost. There we go. Perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We've all got it. There we yeah. go. You okay, got to so get, you got to get this book. Carrie and buy the book. It's fun. Yeah, it's heavily good. recommended on my end. I, I'm telling you, um, guys, fantastic read. Fat, what a fucking life. Oh, my God. Fantastic. It's so I, great I, to hear you say that because I sit around now going, wow, I have no life. Thank God I used to have one or I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think everyone feels that way right I'm now. Like, I, there's no better time to live in the past than now. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's such a great distraction uh, from the present. So I like my past. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You should. You should. It's fun. You know, I, I, I wanted it to be uh, a light, fun read. I wanted, uh, oh, the audio book is almost ready. I have okay. no idea the date of when it will be out, but I recorded it last week. So um, that will. And this is all self, you're self, you're self-releasing and self-publishing, right? Uh, I, yeah, I actually uh, did, but I, I, I did more than that. I, I created my own publishing company. Um, so I'm entrepreneurial. Good so yes. and I, I learned how to do it and I advise other people now. I shot that cover the third week of the pandemic in my living room uh, with Playboy's photo and makeup crew. <laughs> Snuck them in here, but I had to get the job done. And uh, yeah, the, the audio book I found extremely difficult because I have a bunch of musician friends like Joey Casada who tried to tell me how easy it was to do and but they're musicians so they know how to do that stuff. He's a drummer you can't listen to Joey Casada. Hey, well, hey. thanks, thanks to Joey I have a bunch of dumb expensive equipment that I my son's going to be getting for Christmas because I can't figure out how to use it. Um, way to go Joey. So I tried I tried Joey's way and failed miserably so I had to get a professional producer involved. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I have no idea. Like, I'm guessing a month or two before. I mean, it could be sooner. And when you do that, I'm, I'm learning the ropes. And, and, you know, like with Amazon, you upload your book and they say it'll be seven days. And I woke up in the morning and it was live. So they, they say a month once you upload the audio book, but they might just say that. And then in two days, it might be live or maybe I'll still be waiting in three months. So uh basically i know nothing but i'm learning as i go yeah there you which, go and, and, and which is back to the meaning of life and and everybody can just go to carriestevens.com for all the information yes. that you need yep i have the yep. link to, i have a link to my book on amazon there and i have all the information about uh getting signed copies and i have some really cool uh well, I think they're cool, like posters and photos and stuff for sale there. Awesome. Perfect. Carrie, yeah. Carrie, this was this was fascinating. Thank you so yes. much for taking some time out of your day to chat with us geeky KISS fans. Mm -hmm. You're not geeky. <laughs> Actually, 
I, I used to be terrified of KISS fans until that I did the expo. It, but it was because I had so many, so, well, because it, it was always like the creepy ones that would contact me, all of the really nice people. Now, it's taken up until recent, not, not that long ago. It was after um, the Eric Carr story came out. I, um, I started getting a lot of really sweet, supportive messages from random fans just thanking me for being there for Eric. Um, so that kind of attention, I welcome. <laughs> you know, I, I love that, that kind of attention. It was like the other ones that I, uh, you know, the ones that would accuse me of hiding his dead body and I mean, him being alive, you know, like uh, whatever. You know, that, that, that was before, I think, before the Eric Carr story came out and then the expo, I think my experiences have only been very negative. And then, so, you know, there's the good with the bad. So when I opened myself up to the fans at the expo, um, that was incredibly healing because I found out that I'm not the only one that's not over Eric. You know, I found people who think like I do. Yep. And then, and then um, I can't say enough about how supportive and uh, of my book, especially, um, the KISS Army, I mean, basically, you know, like they're my PR people, you know, they've done everything for me. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a great guy um, from the Netherlands, Marco Hartman, who, I, he's a great graphic designer, and um, he runs the KISS Army. <laughs> and I, yeah, I actually uh, ended up um, hiring him, well, my dad did, for my dad's uh, company to do all the graphics you can which I'm about to release this relaunch of um, stayyoungandskinny.com. Well, and most flavors, packages. Hmm? Well, and most Kiss fans are normal. I mean, we have families and we have jobs and lives. There's just that small percentage, but I think you can find that in anything where those folks don't have anything going on and they're going to be the creepers who are going to contact it's, you. You know, for it's as being a playmate. Like people have this fantasy that we're all sisters and best friends and that I know all of them and, and like all of them. And that's not true <laughs> at all because the same thing I said about Kiss, like where there's, numbers. I mean, hey, look, a lot of people, most of us have a family member or two we don't even speak to. And, you know, right. there's, yeah, like, there's, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get along with everybody. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I understand that being in the public eye is, um, is, attracts that. But I have to say, um, I don't really get like any negativity from any Playboy fans. <laughs> and now hardly any from, I can't remember the last time I had any negativity from KISS fans, so it, not, not, this was a long time ago. I think um, hopefully the bad seeds dropped off the planet or something. But you know, I've had like an, an incredible outpouring of love and support and um, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting a bunch of trolls I was expecting hate. I told my son I wasn't going to be able to do my own social media once the book came out. And um, I don't think I've had, not, I, I don't, I only look at my own um, social media. Like I don't look at podcasts because I'll, lo and behold, there's going to be someone complaining they don't like the way I smack my lips when I talk. And, you know, uh, after a petty thing. They're usually like complaining that, just, about um, us. 
Carrie, they're yeah. usually they're usually the complaint where they're going to get we're going to get this week is why didn't you just put Carrie on the screen and then the three of you just move off camera? Yeah, that's because well. when our co-host Lisa is on, they say the same thing. So we get it. You can't blame them for that. But you, but you should. Lisa. But you should. You should. Um, when this all opens up again and they start doing these expos, you should consider doing more because they are a blast and you'll sell a lot of books and you'll meet a lot of really nice people. Oh, yeah. Let me well, tell you, she'd do great on the cruise. Yeah, don't. Uh, I'm not a cruise type of person. I don't know. I'm just saying business-wise, though. Very business-wise. Are you kidding? Oh, I my God. They'd the snap that I up. on a cruise, I got really, really sick afterwards and, like, lost my voice for three weeks. I had this terrible cold. <laughs> so I'm like, um, I don't know about cruises, especially yeah. now. But, okay, not to rain on your parade, but... Cruises you make me nervous, but maybe maybe an expo that's not on a cruise ship. Because you, know, you can I, you can always leave the expo if things get crazy. You can't yeah. leave a cruise ship. Yeah, you're gonna be on the boat with four thousand Kiss fans. Uh, you can't go anywhere. Oh, well, the last one I went on. Well, of course, no, that wasn't Kiss. No one knows who. It, I went on a prog rock cruise. <laughs> Don't ask oh. me how I ended up on a prog rock cruise, but. It was all like really dorky men, uh, no women. <laughs> nobody, looked, nobody looked at me. I don't know so why. was that was that one of those that Izzy was um, emceeing? Yeah, that sounds about right. This was like four years ago. I didn't know Izzy back then. Um, <laughs> I think he he does Monsters of Rock, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been on Monsters of Rock radio uh, many times, many times, like for over twenty years. I know Harlan, crazy. Harlan and, and Rudy Sarzo's got his own show on there now. Well, talk about a small world. I met Harlan when I was with, when I was with John Elway. And I was at, in Denver at a, a football game, and Harlan was doing the music for arena football. And he had interviewed me as a playmate. So he came up to me to, and to talk to me. It was a regard. It was about Eric when I was a playmate, but so he came up and introduced himself. Um, so we keep kind of getting reacquainted over the years in these odd ways. Um, but he's a really great guy. Yep, um, yep, definitely, definitely. Well, Carrie, again, thank you so much for 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 joining us. Um, everybody, head over to CarrieStevens.com. Check it out. Buy yeah, the book. I'll probably get yeah. like a bunch of coffee companies like offering me private label deals now. <laughs> Carrie's coffee, like that'll be nice. <laughs> Carrie's coffee, and it's got a special elixir in it that like yeah. makes you makes a never mind. It makes you smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Carrie. Ron, Jer Ron Jeremy does need a replacement for in in his ads now that, that he's in prison, so. <laughs> Anyway, okay, now you see Izzy always says I should do stand-up. Maybe I should. Yeah, just not with Izzy. Just not with Izzy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you so You're much. Awesome. Thanks, Carrie. You're so great. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you the links to this when it goes live. Yeah. Okay. It'll go, it, go, it goes live next week. Yeah, if you tell me what to promote and when. I'll, I'll, just tell me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We'll send you you got it. Thank you so much again. Right, I hate to say goodbye because now I have to go find out what's going on with the election. But well, don't, turn the TV on. Don't, don't turn Just the TV on. Binge watch a TV series on Netflix. You do not have to turn the TV on. Uh.
All right. watch, I'm not Kiss watching Kiss. the TV. That's what I did. I did that all weekend. Go watch Kiss uh, Animal Eyes Live. I was watching Cagney and Lacey last night. That's how like disturbed I am this week. So <laughs> that's, that's a good one to binge. Yeah. <laughs> and I read all of um, what the cast of One Day at a Time's uh, autobiographies all weekend. I'm really living in the past. Um, but like I said, what's a better place to be right now? Anyway, all right, all right. I keep talking. I will all, let you go. All, all no, the best, all the best to you, Carrie. Take care. Right. Take care of yourself. Bye. Have a good holiday. I don't know about you guys, but I could feel some definite emotions as she was talking. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. there, mm-hmm. there is, there's, as she said, it's Eric's still in her heart, and you could feel that as she was yeah. talking about him. You really could. Look, I'm telling you guys, I said it to her in her face. I'll say it to you with her not on. That book's fucking dynamite. Great read. Very well written. The stories are easy to, you know, follow along. And wow. I mean, from her time overseas to, you know, celebrities and just everything. And of course, you know, the Eric Carr thing, you know, yeah, cool and all. But let me tell you, that's, there's a lot more there. A, A fascinating read. Well, and if yeah. you're going to take anyone's word for it, take Mark's word for it, because he reads so many books. He reads books. every one of these Everything. books that come yeah. out. And I, I'll peruse through, I'll read what I can, but Mark is, is an incredible reader, so he would know. So there you go. Um, I don't know what to do for homework. Just, you know, memories yeah. about Eric Carr. And, me- me- memories of Eric, yeah. Yeah, memories of Eric Carr. Have you met Carrie? Um, have you read the book? Um, you know, sh- share, share some good feelings, some memories here, some happy times. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Love, love yeah, great stuff, it. man. Great yeah. stuff. I, mean, I tell you what, she is just as gracious in person. Um, cause I talked to her for a few minutes, uh, at the Indie Expo. She was really, really nice. Yeah. Super, super yeah, nice. Super nice, super nice. So happy that she was able to come on. Um, hey, so Mike, I- am I freezing up as much on your end? Yes, you're yeah. kind of Again, stuttery, I'm just jittery. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened ever since the Rob Halford thing. It's been this is three weeks in a row now. It, it, Halford hasn't sent you a new Ruta yet. We're gonna have to call Halford. What the hell? He said he was gonna go on Amazon. And I'm telling you, I don't. I because we even we even I don't know if it's Zoom because all things aside, we went for months without a problem. And since we've been doing primary Zoom, it's like frozen constantly. Yeah, it's it's not Windows Seven; it's Zoom, Tommy. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mark, 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 Mark is like, I don't know what that means. He's he hold on. If if it didn't do it for a year and then did it since Zoom, I don't know. You tell me. Which I, one t- is it? I'm telling you, it's probably because you're using Windows 7. I have no idea. What I, I don't think I'm using Windows 7. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. Oh, Sorry, God. Windows well, I don't. Mark, Tommy gets to troubleshoot your problem here because he's a PC guy. I would just tell you to go buy a Macintosh. He probably has so much, like, porn, malware. There's nothing on, there is nothing on this computer. I don't know. Do we, frozen, do, so I didn't hear what you do, 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 hey, do, um, Anyway, before we, before we go, I have all this really cool stuff if you guys want to see it. What is that? 
Looks like a poster. Why well, are piece of crap computers not going to show you? <laughs> no, all kidding aside, I got I got this alive stuff from. Uh, nice. Well, I haven't even I even saved this. This came today. This is the Viewmasters. At least I think it is. Oh, very cool. So I was okay, going to open can, it on the well, fucking I was, show. I, I was going to how about this, Tommy? Do you think we could, like, open that next week and make Mark yes. keep it sealed up for a whole week? Can you tell next week? Oh, that ain't happening because it's <laughs> – That ain't happening. It's being opened right now. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know what to say. Can't get him to open up other stuff in his collection, but now, God damn it, this is opening. This is brand new. I'll be back. <laughs> Look at this. T-shirt. This will be in the rotation next week. Does it automatically go to the top of the rotation, or does it start at the bottom? I'm going to make sure that this, this is, I'm going to make sure this gets worn next week. Cause I really like, as you guys, you know, I'll to be honest too. I don't, I'm not really into all these new things they're doing, except this one's kiss alive, which as you know, is the greatest album of all time. So I, I did order the, and I'm not taking the splatter vinyl out. Who gives a fuck? But I, I did get the, Brand new one. But here we go. Here's what I've been waiting for. The Viewmaster. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We ready? Go for it. Nice. Oh, hold on. It's got a nice little display box. Buttons. Button, button. Who's got the button? It was funny because when they were doing these, Keith LaRue was, was, was like texting. He's like, do you have this? You know, we we're just kind of going back and forth on stuff. So that was, uh, that was kind of cool. So when the camera starts working. There we go. Oh, we saw the buttons. Let's see the now, master. Oh, my God. Look at this. How fucking sweet is that? Hold on. And then this is weird. It just comes like this. Although the Viewmaster, it's hard to see because it's black. It's all black. But none, all none, the none more black. None more black. Can you see that? Hold on. I don't know if that'll show no, up. No, we can't. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't look like the old Viewmasters. It's not. It's not. Hold on. You know what I'm going to do? Hold on. Because I'm a thinking kind of guy. <laughs> this could be dangerous. Ooh. Can you see it better that way? That's I just see a, blinding. I see, uh, yeah, I see just a bright light coming towards yeah, me. <laughs> I'm trying to get it, so. <laughs> and now he's frozen. 
What is, it's is hard it, to do it two hands. Is this what our show has become, Tom? So maybe it, yeah, four discs. Anyways, that's it. You got the Kiss Viewmaster, the the vinyl record. I got to tell you that that whole bit was a bit of a letdown coming after Carrie Stevens. No, wait, do you, hold on. These are fucking sweet. <laughs> Look at this. This is fucking badass. We really have to sit and watch him do this. This is this week's podcast. You guys wish we, you were here. This week's podcast, I'm going to bill as come watch Mark Chikini look at his Viewmaster. Yeah. That'll, look, get, the, yeah, that'll get the ratings. Doing that. Look, everybody wishes that. Look, it's going to be better than the Paul Stanley reveals uh, whatever ghost musicians on Love Gun or whatever <laughs> the shit is we pulled a few weeks ago. Uh, the, 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 the Izzy Edithon. Yeah. At least, at least me looking through shit, you got to see it. So at least it had the kiss. Um, let me tell you, it's cool. It's really cool. I'm very happy with my purchase. I got my poster, my T-shirt, my Viewmaster, my splattered vinyl. Fill in the kiss coffers, man. So uh, okay. more stuff will come out. All right, let's wrap Mark up here. Yeah, He's... we're wrapping Mark up in bait. I'm done, man. I'm done. All right, all right. So you guys know where to go with your homework about about Carrie. We don't want the homework to be anything about Mark and Viewmasters, okay? Oh fuck! Everybody's gonna be talking about my Viewmasters. Are you kidding me? People love it. <laughs> oh God! What a train wreck! Can we go home now. Yeah, home. You like are that. home. You want to just go up to the kitchen, is what you're saying? Oh yeah. Can we go to the kitchen, please? Actually, you know what? That's why. That's that's why I was fucking late because all, all this shit happened today with, you know, the election. Liz is like, I'm on my way home with dinner. I'm like, fuck, they can wait 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm not fucking. I, I going to have my I, dinner I, put on the fucking counter. I knew. For two hours. I knew we were waiting for food, not for Mark's family. No. <laughs> no, it was a, a combination. I said, well, they pushed three sides back. She goes, well, I'm going to run and go get dinner for UNM. Guys, go vote. And we came back just at that time. And I'm like, well, fuck I mean, so. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. I've been trying to wrap this up. Yeah. People let's, have already stopped up. listening. So why are we talking? They've long gone. Everybody, every word regarding the fucking Kiss Viewmasters. Hold on, I'm already, look, people already want to see it again. See? Kiss Viewmaster. See? People dig the Kiss Viewmaster. <laughs> All be the hail highest, the Kiss It Viewmaster. will be the highest rated 15 minutes of this week's episode is Mark and the Viewmaster. <laughs> exactly. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to probably start getting requests. Can you bring the Viewmaster Yeah, every, every week. week. Every week. <laughs> new oh. Viewmaster. Um guys go leave your homework so we can get done with this um we do have another special guest next week and this is going to be pretty effing cool we're bringing i don't know we're bringing a monster to the show this time Did mark freeze up no mark he just mark? looks like that 
He just looks mm -hmm. like that. No, this, 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 like it. it's my best friend. It's this, Mark's best friend. It truly is. We have Mark's is. best friend. It is. I can't wait to do that. next week. Guy's a monster, but it'll be a cool episode. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's gonna be fun. We're we're gonna be fucking fanboying all three of us. <laughs> all right. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, subscribe and leave in a, re a review and a rating on iTunes. That's it. We're done. I apologize for the Viewmasters. That won't ever happen again. We're out of here. All See right. you next week. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.